It's time for another edition of Family Life Today, presented by Power to Change, known in America as Family Life. Welcome. We trust you'll find today's program interesting and hope it will be a great encouragement to you and your own family situation. So let's join our presenters, Dave and Ann Wilson. Okay, I think people might be surprised, as a pastor of 30 years, the number one call that I would get for someone that wanted to meet with me is on what? Now, you you know what the answer is because of what we're talking about today, but if you didn't have any idea, what do you think my assistant would come in and say? If it's a couple, I would say an affair. If it's a guy, I would say porn. Man. My wife knows everything. Yeah. <laughs> You've been married to me too Because long. I've been married to you a long time. I mean, would you have thought that, though, if you didn't know what we're talking about today? I might think that just based on friendships and relationships with women and the pain that I've seen in marriages. Yeah, well, I mean, and as I think about that, I'm talking about late 80s, 90s to today. Affairs have been a part of marriage from the beginning, mm-hmm. and people wanted to figure out can we make it yeah. can we can we save this thing and so, how do i not fall into this can my marriage be protected from an affair yeah we're going to talk about that today with dave carter dave carter is uh in my mind the expert on this not Me because too. he's had an affair but you've written about this and studied this and man your your books have helped so many couples dave welcome to family life today oh, thanks a lot i'm looking forward to this we are too yeah. i mean you've been talking about this subject since when I started in 77 when I tracked down my senior pastor who ran off with another woman. Wow. Really? Yeah. Tell yeah. us that story. You want to hear the story? Yeah. I mean, I, I read it in your book and I found it fascinating because you had several yeah. stories like that that got you to say, I've got to start jumping uh-huh. into this. I would never have decided to do what I'm doing today or what I've done. So actually, um, I was on a road trip with uh, a bunch of Christian teenagers doing backyard Bible studies and tent evangelism, that kind of stuff, and went home Sunday night after the service broadcast and um, got a phone call from my senior pastor's wife, who's crying hysterically on the phone. Mm. Drove over to the parsonage, walked into the house. Uh, three teenagers were over on that couch, hugging themselves, just sobbing, and uh, the wife was at the kitchen table with her head in her hands, and... Two of those kids have been with me on this mission trip. Hmm. From there, that about 11 o'clock that night, I drove to an apartment building where I used to have Bible studies in the bottom floor uh, every other Thursday night with all the boys in the apartment complex. And I crawled on my hands and knees up to the first floor plate glass window because I was so afraid of being seen and being viewed as So somebody. you're sneaking. Yeah, I'm sneaking <laughs> yeah, you are. over there. And I get up that window and look up in that window and look inside and there's not a stitch of furniture in there. I'd just been there two weeks ago. And that was an apartment that a single mom had with two teenage boys. And that's began to put pieces together in my head. So I went home that night, went to bed, got up early the next morning, Went to the school bus stop. Sure enough, there were some of my boys from my Bible study there. I asked them, what happened to such this? Oh, they moved. What do you mean they moved? Oh, where'd they go? They said, well, they wouldn't tell us where they were going, but they had a big U-Haul truck up here. So I immediately knew where the only U-Haul truck store was in town. So I get in my car and I drive the U-Haul truck store. Basically, You're like well, a spy. Oh, no, I'm mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm really angry at this guy. This is the truth. And so I go to the U-Haul truck store. I said, I think my senior pastor has rented a U-Haul truck and 
can I um, look at the invoice and make sure all the details are correct? And he gave them to me. I looked, sure enough, he rented a U-Haul truck to Dallas, Texas. So I drove home, packed a suitcase, drove 90 miles to an airport, bought an airplane ticket, went down to Dallas, Fort Worth, and I waited a whole week in a hotel, sat in the 14th floor with binoculars, watching the U-Haul truck store right down below me. <laughs> so he didn't show up, and I had to go home uh, for a week, but I took his picture down to the U-Haul truck guy and said, he is bringing a truck in here, I know, and it'll probably be on Monday, and here's my address and phone number, and I want you to call me when you see him. Uh, get an address for me, just, and call me. Monday morning at 10 o'clock, I get a call from this guy down in Dallas, Texas. He said, he's in my office, okay. That afternoon, I flew back to Dallas, took a friend with me, drove over to this house, walked up, knocked on the door, and um, this single mom screamed when she opened the door and saw me there. Wow. So, uh, make a long story short, we tried to talk him into coming back. He wouldn't. And my buddy drove us back to the airport. We turned the car in. As we pulled in, I said, you know, Paul, when we get home, I'm going back to graduate school and I'm going to figure this out because I've only worked for three pastors and two of them have ran off with other women in the church. Oh. So, How old were you at the time, Dave, when you said that? That was in 77, so I would have been uh, 32. So, so that was it. It was it. I, I was going to find this guy and... You're a good friend. Oh, we are, we were great friends. Uh, so that's why you were so devastated. Yeah, so I went back to graduate school, and long story short, here I am. So you've, you've spent over 40 years. 40 years. Yeah. As a therapist, you've run a counseling center at EV Free in yeah. Fullerton, California. You were in Detroit, where I was, yeah. <laughs> for just a little down bit. the road for a while. Yeah. And all these decades, you've been helping couples navigate this topic. Yeah. And doing research on it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. here we are in 2023. You know, is it different now than it was? Oh, yeah, it is a, quite a bit different. In what way? Well, in 1995, the new way started by reaching people on the Internet. Hmm. So at that point, I would tell you that uh, the old girlfriend and the old boyfriend became t the most dangerous person in your life. Before that, it was pretty much a matter of, and we used to say it all the time, first affairs are always about comfort and distraction. And there's reasons why people get involved in adultery in most cases. So you have to find out what some of those reasons are. It didn't make them do it, but it certainly contributed to their wellness, I mean, to their, to their wellness failure, I should say. You know, back in Luke, when Jesus was tempted, after all those temptations, it says in Luke 4, the devil left him for a more opportune time. Yeah. Meaning, you know, we're all strong most of the time, but sometimes we're not. So we got to figure out what changed in you and what caused this vulnerability in you. Well, let's talk about, I mean, you write it in your books, The Anatomy of Affair, Torn Asunder. I mean, I remember seeing these books in the Me 90s. Me too, Dave. I remember, you know? like, thank goodness somebody's written something. Yeah, and as a pastor, it was like something we needed in the church. So you just said many affairs are a uh, result of comfort or distraction. Yep. Yep. Explain what that means. Well, uh, it's very soothing. God designed five or six different chemicals that all they do is produce soothing, great experiences inside of you. They're built that way. But people who are stressed out, burned out, empty, we use the 
Hulk B acronym, etc. Those those people are vulnerable to someone being nice, kind, generous, loving, sensitive. And then the other thing is distraction. You know, there's nothing to distract you as much as uh, being interested in somebody else. Infatuation is a crazy thing to go through. So we look for those things. And so in taking a history of a couple with adultery, that's one of the first things you want to find out is what drove this vulnerability. Think in terms of grains of sand that wore down the boundaries that normally would have protected them. Every one of those contributing factors would be insufficient by itself, but clustered together, they take you down. So the more of those you can find, the more likely uh, you can figure out why this happened at this time with this person. Wow, interesting. So you and Ronnie have been married 54 years. Yep. How many kids? Uh, four. And so as you watch this happen around you with so many friends having affairs, I'm assuming that you started implementing safeguards oh, in yeah. your own marriage. Yeah. What did that look like? Well, one of the things that Ronnie was always good about, and that uh, I was too, but I could get distracted sometimes, was we're having these really great moments together. We get away. We With four kids, you know, you got to get away. Yeah. I began to realize and developed a mantra that really kind of began to kind of manage our behavior. And that is spend money on your marriage and go away. You got to find yourselves again. You get lost in trying to uh, raise your children. You're teaching them all the wrong things. Mm. They think they're the most important thing in this marriage, and they're not. Okay, so they're close, uh, but they're not the well, most. Well, and especially as a mom, it's easy to make them the priority. Oh, it is. One, they're so demanding, and then you feel guilty if you're gone. And if you're a working mom, then mm-hmm. you're going to leave again. You feel even more guilty. Yeah. But I think you're right to spend money. I love that. Well, get I mean, out, go on a date. And I know a lot of us say we can't do it. It's going to cost too much. I can't get it. I'm not going to leave my kids. You have to. When your memories end, your memories together end when your first baby's born, Hmm. you're done. Wow. Okay. You're done? You're done. You will go through the next few years raising your kids and probably becoming great parents. But come the time the last child leaves, you'll sit down at the breakfast table and look across and say, who are you? Or even, yeah. I don't even know you or like you. Yeah. On our 25th wedding anniversary, Dave, oh no. Are we gonna talk about David, this? <laughs> David prayed for a free trip to Mexico. And God answered that prayer. We had a free trip to Mexico. Someone got married, wanted us to go, asked me to go to. Wanted us to, wanted us to do their wedding. Yeah. And, and I, they didn't know I'd been yeah. praying for months. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm a cheapie. So I was like, you, you got to make this free. And we ended up in Mexico. But I remember we sat on that beach looking out over the ocean, holding hands. And I remember saying to Dave, I would marry you again, mm. knowing everything about you, <laughs> going through everything we've gone through. I would still choose you. And we also said, we need to do this every year. Yeah. And we've done it every year since. Good for you. Well, let's go back. I know there's couples listening, and they're like, I want to protect my marriage. Yeah. So you've already given me some things I need to do. You mentioned earlier, uh, and I used an acrostic halt. I know what you mean. Hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Tired and bored. 
And oh, I've never heard the B. Yeah. Oh. So talk about that a little bit because couples need to understand that's when they're going to be weak, right? Yeah. That's when you're vulnerable. Yeah. That's when Jesus was vulnerable in temptation. Mm. So hunger, the sense of emptiness, I, the urge to do something. I, I got to find something, a craving, if you will. Angry uh, when you're irritated, frustrated. You have nobody to share it with. You you keep it all inside. It kind of, you lay awake at night, et cetera. Lonely when you're all alone. You know, alcoholics call the bottle a woman. I, I heard that in AA for years. So it's a sense of comfort for you. Uh, when you're exhausted, tired, worn out, at your wit's end, hanging by a thread, you know. Uh, if somebody can rescue you, great. And you tell yourself, I can't do this. I need somebody or something. Or when you're bored. Hmm. Plain old board. We started adding board to that list uh, when the internet came in. Because hmm. that is one of the big drivers in pornography. Yeah, one of the things you said in both your books about affairs is a lot of affairs happen because the marriage loses fun, yeah. loses yeah. joy. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that we forget to do and need to do is to build experiences in our relationship that generate infatuation, generate feelings for each other. Love is a feeling. <laughs> it's the icing. It's the energy. It's the whatever you want to call it on the marriage. Okay. I'll give you a little exercise. When couples are on the downhill side of recovery from an affair, and certainly for couples who haven't been involved in an affair, here's a great fun exercise. We call them eight greats. You each privately make a list of your eight greatest experiences apart from your children and without friends. Oh, now, this is good. Okay, you can't include your marriage, but you can include your honeymoon. Now, if you're on a family vacation and your kids are with you, but you had a dinner alone like at Disney, where we are, yeah. that's fine. No kids. No kids can be available. After you each have made your list, do it in pencil because you will change it. After you each are finished, you get together and you merge the list. The ones that match, three or four, pretty common. Then she gets five, you get six, you, she gets seven, you get eight. Now, Orange County, three years ago, the average cost for a divorce was $36,000. Okay. Wow. So divide eight into <laughs> 36. You could spend $4,500 on each one of those eight items, and you will be miles ahead of what you end up with after going through them. So one of the recovery points is when you leave counseling, I want you to do one of those every so many months. And most of them are not expensive items. Many times they're very simple things. You can include even experiences in your dating relationships as you look back. So just come up with your list of eight greats. And the reason we do this is the very same reason why girlfriends and boyfriends are so dangerous. is because the infatuation is stored in your brain from the first time you did that experience. And we're trying to stimulate that and bring that to your conscious thought. Give us an example of what one of yours and Ronnie's would be. One time when we were dating, we did a walk on a railroad track that was um, kind of in disarray. They weren't using it. And we walked into a park. And when I was, I was a Boy Scout, so I was the quartermaster. So I, I got used to cooking for the group and troop and everything else. So anyway, I put two steaks, 
baked potatoes wrapped in foil, took the lighter along. We found a place. We built a little fireplace, a little wood place. Long story short, I cooked us two baked potatoes <laughs> and uh, two steaks on that grill out in the middle of nowhere. It's sealed, baby. She married me. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> I would, too. That's kind of this cool, romantic, yeah. rustic. Yeah. I mean, it, it, what one comes to your mind? If you think of eight greats for us. Like before we were married? Okay. Marriage. This is last four, first four year, years. first year of our marriage. We went up into the mountains in Colorado. We were being trained for crew. This um, is seriously yeah. a memory. And we decided, yeah. we decided to go up in the mountains with a tent. We borrowed a tent. Oh, I and, got some of those. You're oh, going to yeah. love this. You know what I decided to do? Let's fast. Yeah. While we're up in 10,000 feet altitude. The best part of camping is eating. Yeah. So we're not even eating. Yeah. But I can remember we're starving. It's beautiful. It was cold. And then we decided, we're breaking the fast. We are so bored. So we go fishing. But here's my memory. I remember sitting on a rock in the absolute gorgeous <laughs> mountains with this big lake, and you had your guitar. Yeah. And I remember you just worshiping. And I was like, look at our life. This is amazing. And that, that was just this great. What's one of yours? That was not even close to top eight. <laughs> I'm like, that is what you remember. I remember driving to Manhattan oh, from Detroit yeah, right before a football season because, you know, with the Lions, I had a lot of work coming up. And just going to Broadway plays and eating in restaurants yeah. and driving mm. home. Oh, yeah. so and a lot of it was, you know, the drive. But we had but to spend some money. Let me ask you this, Dave, because that's one side of it. You know, bringing joy and fun yeah. back. The other side, because I'm, I'm thinking there's couples listening. It's like, how do we protect ourselves? Especially in this day and age, we got the Internet. You got like old mm. boyfriend, girlfriends, Facebook, you name it. Not saying those things are bad, but social media. We've got a different world to protect ourselves from. Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you this real quick: Billy Graham rule. Yeah, yep. you agree with it or not? Yeah. I mean, men yeah. not really spending time alone with women that aren't their wife. That doesn't fly today, you know. I know, but remember, um, every Monday, men and women who are colleagues at work get on planes, drive to a customer in another city, take them out to expensive restaurants. You have the, all the alcohol you want. You take them to sporting events and concerts and everything else. And then you go back to the same hotel. That is corporate dating. Hmm. One of the things to, re, to remember about that, and I'm going to come back to your question, is, that, is this behavior is called ego dystonic, meaning it's contrary to a person's individual values and stated beliefs. Now, in some cultures, it's not. But in a Christian man or woman, most of them would say adultery is wrong. And it is on God's top ten list. Okay, right, right. So when they act out like that, it really fractures them very, very deeply on the inside. So how can you protect yourself is the question. Well, you have to be honest with yourself. A lot of this starts with texting, going back, getting in touch. I wonder whatever happened to Susie. My wife is useless and she'll tell you. Susie is an old high school girlfriend, so I always use Susie. <laughs> <laughs> is that a real name or made up? No, it's real, a real, real name. name. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so you get on the internet and you start looking for them pretty soon. It's just kind of casual and you're texting. And they got three kids. I got three kids. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. So but it starts innocently. It starts innocently. But 
that infatuation you had for that person is locked into your brain. You never forget the person you kiss passionately unless you are really promiscuous, made out with. You, it's there. It's all there. Are you a car guy? Oh, yeah. Okay. So in, I seen you in high school. I drove a 426 Plymouth. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I sold it. <laughs> I hate myself. But anyway, it was a great car. And so here, Barrett Jackson, maybe, I don't know, six, seven years ago, something like that, after the 2008 crash, I'm watching the auction. And here comes this Plymouth Belvedere across the auction block, just almost identical to what I drove. <laughs> and I thought, that car sold for almost $200,000. No. And the guy that bought it, when he got in that car and started that up and drove that off, that car was rocking with that big cam in it. <laughs> he was 16 Dragon Main Street, okay? That's what he was doing, okay? He just paid a lot for it. Yeah. Okay? Now, that's what happens with old girlfriends and boyfriends. Mm. And if you stay in touch with them for 30 days, you will feel confused about the person that you married because your spouse had stopped generating those kinds of feelings in you. And if you stay with them another 30 days, you I've will heard you find say this. ways to meet and have sex. Hmm. It'll, it'll sweep you right off your feet. That's why I didn't let Ann's old boyfriend, who ended up playing for the Detroit Lions, come to the Detroit Lions Bible study. He came to our front door. He totally I'm like, came You're to not the Bible coming study. into this house. I, you know, I let him in, but I did have a thought as he got to the front door. Like, I don't want this guy in my Bible study. Exactly. Fortunately, he was only with the team two weeks, and they cut him. But that was fine. <laughs> but I had that feeling, like, well, of you, course, I love him. I want to lead him to Christ. But there was a protective part of me, like, you don't need to be around this guy. Yeah. And I don't need to be around my old girlfriends. All of us have downturns in our marriage. I mean, and that might be in one of those vulnerable times, just like the devil come back and try to tempt Jesus. So Yeah. This will be a great podcast to share with your spouse. Yeah. Just to say, hey, I listened to this today. Let's talk about this when we get home or sometime. Let's go on a date and talk about how we're doing. Do we have any protection going on in our marriage? And have we had fun or have we spent money? Yeah, there's two or, sides. Yeah, yeah or have heard. we spent yeah. money? Let's make a list and say, what are we going to do to add some of the feelings we had before? And what are we going to do to protect? Is yeah. that right? Yeah. 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 to thank David Ann Wilson and their team for another edition of Family Life Today. Although our programs are produced in America, the issues facing families like forgiveness, communication and taking care of our kids transcend national borders. These issues profoundly affect relationships everywhere. In Australia, family life is known as power to change and our mission is to effectively develop godly families the kind of families that change the world one home at a time. A key part of our mission includes strengthening marriages and families all around the world. We want to do whatever we can to bring timeless truths to the challenges you face as you seek to strengthen your family and join us in changing the world. We hope you've been encouraged by what you've heard and we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at radio at powertochange.org.au our website is families.powertochange.org.au where you can check out articles and many other resources on marriage and family well-being. Until tomorrow at the same time, God's richest blessings on your family. Music.